Finding ways to stand out can be one of the most difficult things that any chiropractic office can tackle. And on today's episode of Cairo Business Builders, we're going to talk to Dr. Christy Darren at Darren Chiropractic about how she came up with an idea for hosting a fall event for her community. Now, this fall event has bounce houses and games and food vendors and prizes and so much more. And she's using this event to guarantee that every single person in attendance comes by and gets checked out by her. You're going to want to steal this idea for yourself. Let's get going on the podcast. You're listening to the Cairo Business Builders Podcast, giving you behind-the-scenes access to the world's top chiropractors and how they built and scaled their business. Here's your host, Tabitha Thomas. Welcome to the Cairo Business Builders Podcast, where we give you an inside look into some of the most successful chiropractic businesses. I've got with me today Dr. Christy Darren at Granite City, Illinois. I'm so excited to have you with me. Thank you for being on the podcast. Thanks for having me. Oh, sorry. So tell me a little bit about your journey to becoming a chiropractor. Everybody has a story about something that nudged them in that direction. So what's your story? So I was really good at wrecking cars when I was a kid, and that's something you're not really supposed to be good at. But <laughs> the first accident I was in was with my mom when I was 12 years old. We were in the back seat of um, she had a Bronco or a Blazer or something like that, and we flipped it end, end over end on the ice. And well, back then, you know, nobody worked seats off in the back seat, so we literally flipped within the vehicle end over end, and it started my whole, uh, you know, fun neck back pain journey from there. And uh, the town I'm from is super small, so there's like one chiropractor for 20 miles, and we didn't even know anything about going to the chiropractor back then. So, you know, we went to the medical doctor like you're supposed to do, and here's like here's some painkillers and stuff. And fast forward about five years, and I'm 17, and like I said, I was really good at wrecking cars between my my own fault or people hitting me. And from the time I was 12 till probably 18, I think I was in seven different car accidents. <gasps> Yeah, oh my goodness, that is a lot. Holy moly, how are you not traumatized? <laughs> I am completely traumatized. That's why I get adjusted all the time. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that kind of started my chiropractic journey on that end. As I started going to see somebody and found out you could actually get feeling better without taking medication, without you know having to do surgery or take drugs. I was that kid my mom used to have to chop up an aspirin and put it in jelly if I had a headache. So Yeah. So I, I prefer the much natural route. So that's kind of my, my why. Well, cool. So you went to Logan Chiropractic, is that right? Correct. So what happened when you got out? Did you go work for somebody else? Did you open your own practice? What was that journey like? So one of the guys that I graduated with, he and I were looking at headed back to the same area after graduation, and we decided, you know, we're both starting off. We're both, you know, straight out of school with no money. Why don't we open up separately but together, basically split the overhead on one building, and then as we outgrow it, then, you know, we can either decide to go our separate ways or we can stay together on this thing. We'll figure that out three years from now sort of scenario. Yeah. So uh, so that's what we did is we, we started off uh, together in the – same practice, well, separate practices, but same building. Doing things from there, and it was definitely a struggle starting off. So, oh well, yeah, but having somebody else to help share those expenses probably helped quite a bit compared Absolutely. to somebody else that just went out on their own. So, how long ago was that? How many years have you been in business now? Ten years now. It was ten years, in, uh, I guess April I graduated. So, oh, wow. 
that's exciting. And the fact that you did it on your own right out the gate is, let me just commend you on that. That's incredible because most people, almost everyone else that I've talked to have gone to work for somebody else. So just having the guts to go out and do it on your own, I think is incredible. So congratulations. And 10 years later. Thank you. I may be a glutton for punishment, but uh, <laughs> I I think to to do big things, you got to take big bites. So some of my uh, best learning lessons are expensive ones. So oh, going straight yeah. into it is was the way for me to go. Well, I love it. I love it. So who would you – I always ask this. What is your target market? Because I feel like any time that you – know exactly who your customer is, and it can be anybody because everyone needs chiropractic. I realize that. But who is right. the, the person that you would say is the one that you target the most? For the most part, I'll see I'll say that we mainly see women, um, and I think that's because we care more about our health than most guys do uh, because they have to be dying and losing a foot before they would go anywhere. Um, <laughs> but generally, we see a lot of women between the age of 30 and 55, something like that, and of course we do see some kids and we do see Medicare patients and all that as well, but that's our, that's the majority of our demographic, I would say. Gotcha. So what would you say that you do differently than any of your competitors in your area? Are you still in the small town? No. Actually, the the town I grew up in, I never practiced in because gotcha, there were gotcha. 450 people there. <laughs> Gosh, um, hey, I grew up in a small town. I love it. <laughs> it was great growing up there, absolutely. The town I'm in now is about 30,000 people. There okay. are about 10 other chiropractors in the town. I'm the new kid on the block. Um, there are doctors here that they have, They went to high school here. They're from this town. Um, took over dad's practice, which took over grandpa's practice kind of thing, or gotcha. practices. So. I've been in Granite, uh, Granite City about five years. It was five years in March. And they said, so I'm, I'm pretty much the new kid, but we kind of took the new kid thing and, and ran with it and went by storm. So we are a lot busier than a lot of the other practices that have been in town for a long time. And I think some of that has to do with I, I really think personality goes a long way. A lot of companies will tell you don't do a personality-driven practice, but our office is – we're – very laid back. It's a nice, comfortable environment, place for people to be. Now, that doesn't mean that we don't have any structure. We'll go. We'll get into that later. But it's just kind of relaxing. I don't know if you heard the dog back in the, barking in the background. But I love that's, it. <laughs> that's Lulu. She's she's our little office dog. She's a dachshund beagle mix. She comes to work every day. She's positive that everybody's here just to see her, and the patients absolutely love her. So mm-hmm. there's part of it. Um, and and then we take each individual case literally separately. I know that. I know a lot of people say we do customized treatment plans, but we we do. You know, we do a lot of rehab in office. We do digital X-ray in office, and every plan is based upon really what that patient needs. So, awesome. being nice and relaxed. Yes. Well, when, you, when you're nice and relaxed and, and bring your dog to work, you enjoy doing what you do, which makes it all the it makes all the difference. Right. So, what would you say is your most effective technique at getting business through the door. The one thing that I noticed going through some of your Facebook pages and stuff is that you've got a fall festival coming up, which I think is incredible. So talk a little bit about that one. Okay, so the fall festival, this is the first one we're doing of its type. We normally do some different like ladies' nights in office, different vendor events. We do a lot of business-to-business marketing, but we were trying to figure out what we could do to be more like whole community involved. That's more you know, the general public can come versus we're coming to your work. 
So we came up with the idea of doing this fall festival, got everybody kind of settled back into school by the end of September. Our scheduled for September 29th, which is on a Saturday. So we're doing like 11 to 4. We're going to have some bounce houses. We've got a bounce house obstacle course. Um, we've got a bounce house style, I'll say, like air-filled jousting pit. Oh, wow. Um, we're going to have several different vendors set up there, kind of your um, like direct sales people sort of vendors or craft vendors, things like that. Uh, we're having snow cones, cotton candy, uh, hot dogs, popcorn. Uh, that's pretty much the in the food, just little snack things. But, of course, in order for us to be able to get new patients, we're doing a screening booth. If not just one, then multiple. We've got six staff members plus myself. So there's plenty of opportunity to uh, have different people do these screenings. So the way that we're, I guess, getting people to do the screening is in order to get their different food items, we'll give them tickets for those food items once they get screened. Uh-huh. So we're not charging for any of those items, but you have to, in theory, pay with a ticket. How do you get a ticket? You have to go do your screening. So gotcha. That's ingenious. Yeah. So we're, mm-hmm. we're hoping to have a pretty good turnout. We've got a DJ planned and everything. So hoping it's a pretty good event. We've got a huge grass lot um, with the building that we owned. It's probably... Oh, gosh, I don't even know, probably 2,000 plus 2,500 square foot back there. So oh, wow. we should have plenty of room to be able to do that. We have a huge parking lot and then a church and school parking lot across the street. So it should be good. It should be fun. Yeah. Well, I can't wait to hear how it goes. So tell me, you talked about business to business. So what is the the one way that you get businesses to refer to you? So um, as far as businesses referring to me, do you mean more like medical doctors and lawyers? Yeah, yeah. So we do a lot of personal injury cases, and out in this area, we're basically the Illinois side of St. Louis. We're 15 minutes from St. Louis. So we get a lot of patients from Brown and Crouppen, which is a huge law firm out here, and they do a lot of high volume. Well, we're one of, I think it's three now, chiropractors on the Illinois side that they refer to. So we started a relationship with them through one of their paralegals who um, her sister-in-law actually was one of my first front desk girls and got that relationship set up with us. And we were able to kind of continue that because we do get work. We don't overbill. We get the patient better in a quick and timely manner. And we've been able to maintain that relationship for the past five years. I've been in Granite and they steadily send us patients. On top of that, we've built relationships with other attorneys locally, and again, the same thing. You know, we don't overbill. We get their patients better faster. We have good quality notes. So when it comes to them getting paid, our notes make sense. They're medically necessary, and it presents well in front of the uh, court system, basically, and whoever's going to be paying the bills. So. Gotcha. Well, you didn't have to. I know some other doctors will go out and do lunch and learn kind of things, bring bring food over. You didn't necessarily do that. You've built true, honest-to-God relationships with these people. With those attorneys, yes. Now, we do a lot of lunch and learns and business-to-business stuff on that end, but when it comes to the attorneys, we truly built relationships with them. That's awesome. I love that. So, um, is there any kind of marketing or business trick or technique that you've used in the 10 years that you've been in practice that you found has just been really successful for you? One of the biggest things we do that brings patients in the door um, is with the business to business end. We do, uh, like like you said, with the launch and learns, we have a harder time getting the, uh, I guess, like the lecture end of things set up, but we find it super easy for people to want to do chair massage events. Mm-hmm. So we'll come out and do a chair massage style screening. So we'll come out and provide lunch. We'll do quick five, 10 minute chair massage screenings. 
and nobody really is going to turn down a free massage. But no, with the way no that one. a lot of the offices are scheduled, you know, not a lot of places close for lunch. So when you're doing a lunch and learn, I mean, how do you give it back to back to back to back five, ten different times? Yeah. So that's harder. But with a the uh, either a snack and relax or the uh, massage and lunch style, depending upon the time of day, it's easier for them to stagger their people in and out and out. And then you actually have your hands on people and talking to them about different things you are finding and why they would need to come in. And the trick to that is just to, to get them in the door. And then you're not trying to diagnose them out there. That's not what that purpose is. It's just to get them in the door and they understand why they need to get things checked out. But that's been our biggest business builder for sure. Love it. So who would you say has taught you the most about how to build a successful chiropractic practice? Because the one thing I do hear a lot is that, you know, chiropractic school is great, but they don't tell you how to run a business. They tell you how to be a chiropractor, but not how to run the business side of things. So who would you say has, has helped you, or what is the one thing that you've learned about building your own business? There couldn't be more truth to that statement. <laughs> um, so a couple different avenues on that. So so when I first graduated, I worked with somebody else um, independently for a few years, and then I had moved my space in with another lady just for a better location. I was still independent, and I was getting busier, and she was getting busier, and it was getting too hard on the office girls to be able to run two different systems, so we ended up, uh, I ended up joining her practice because she'd been in business longer. Well, she was part of a franchise, and I prefer to not say any names on that end. Yeah. Um, and the franchise itself, they had a lot of different systems in play, which was helpful for the marketing end and um, more helping you set up treatment plans and different systems for, you know, how you actually manage the patient once they get in the door as far as, you know, doing treatment plans and doing, you know, different exercise protocols as well as, you know, when you should do re-exams and what actually does establish medical necessity. I mean, you know, we think that everybody should be adjusted forever, and of course they should, but mm-hmm. as far as at what point should the insurance stop paying for that, and they, they were very helpful in that regard. So I was only with her for about a year because I, I'm not good at working for somebody else. I was doing my own thing too long. So when I when I left her is when I moved uh, to Granite. Gotcha. And from okay. there, I liked the idea of having systems, and I ended up joining Integrity Management. And what I liked about Integrity is they allow you to practice however you want to practice. So they're not trying to tell you how to do what you need to do, which – the uh, franchise that this other lady had, they did very much tell you how to practice. And I liked that being able to do my own thing, but just having different systems in order, like, you know, here's here's how you do report of findings. Here's how you do financial consults. Here's how you train your people to answer the phone. Here's how you handle objections if somebody wants to cancel an appointment or doesn't want to pre-schedule their appointment. So having the systems in play not only for myself but also for staff members was huge because it's training is so expensive and so hard. So having other things that people could do to you know, just listen to these podcasts or listen mm-hmm. to these audios, that was completely helpful. Then there's different marketing systems in place. Then they have coaching. And I think that if you don't have a coach, everyone should have a coach, even if it's just a friend that holds you accountable who knows what they're doing. Um, so with that, we have a coaching call every two weeks. We've got stat sheets that we do you know, every week. But we go through our stats with our coach, and if you guys aren't keeping numbers, numbers don't lie. Numbers will tell you exactly what's going on with your practice, whether it be dollars or new patients or patient visits or where your people are dropping off, what your dollar visit average is, what your patient visit average is. You can manage an office halfway across the country just by looking at stats. Mm-hmm. And 
that's one of the things that they've taught me through that. And then many, many, many colleagues that are running successful practices just to be able to bounce things off of. And people who've been doing it a lot longer than me who are a lot smarter than me. So well, having, those having a tribe. Yes. yes, having a tribe to be able to exactly bounce ideas off of and just be like, I've come across this. What the heck do I do? <laughs> right. Yeah, I love it. I love it. So if you could talk to somebody coming right out of Logan or any chiropractic school and you could give them one piece of advice, and you could just look at them and be like, okay, I want you to listen to me, like listen to me really well. <laughs> What's the one piece of advice that you would give them? I would say not necessarily join a management company, but have some si- some sort of coach, somebody to have a little bit of guidance through so they can walk you through that whole setup procedure. I mean, when we graduated, we yeah, we opened our doors, but we went in blind. I mean, we really had no idea what in the world we were doing. And that's part of why it was a struggle for, you know, we were there for three years before we kind of went our separate ways on things. And it was definitely a struggle where I see some of these doctors who are straight out of school that have done, and I'll use integrity specifically because I see a lot of their student doctors and immediately after graduation, who they've already got all this training under their belt ahead of time. And the second they graduate, they're like, all right, whether they're going to go work for somebody else or whether they're going to open their own doors, like here's what I need to do to make things happen, to get people in the door. And here's how I go about finding a building or finding a doctor to work for. But I really just think having that mentor role, whether it be – systems or coaching or even, you know, you're, as a new grad, it's, it's hard to be constant learning to adjust even. It's, you know, the more you do things, the better off you are, but definitely just having some sort of coaching or, you know, management, some sort of support system for sure. Yes, I love it. I love it. I think no matter what, it, it, chiropractic or any industry whatsoever, even personal, having somebody that's there that's accountable, that can help coach you through things is amazing. So, mm-hmm. like you are speaking to my heart right now. <laughs> Um, so I love hearing about what you, what any chiropractor does to help them learn further. So is there anything right now that you're reading that um, is motivating you or helping you in your journey as a business owner? So I am not a huge reader. I am an audible.com girl because hey, I, I drive half an hour to work every day. So half an hour there and half an hour back. And any of my uh, traveling, like um, airplanes and Audible is my best friend. I love it. Pull up my Audible right here, and I will tell you what I've got rolling. So I've got a couple different things. Okay. As I say right now, I'm reading uh, on Audible this morning during my walk. I was listening to um, You Are a Badass, and it's a really, really good book. <laughs> okay, so given what you just said, I'm obviously allowed to uh, use vulgar words. Sure. <laughs> the last one, um, I had a girl's trip in Branson. On the way down, I was listening to The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck. I haven't read that one yet. Is it good? It is very good. And on Audible, uh, I'm not sure about the book itself, but I can't imagine it's too much different. The guy is hilarious. And it's not about, you know, the fact that you don't care about things. It's a matter of kind of picking what it is you care about and prioritizing and what is important and the order of which things should be important and really how how it's affecting, how you're affecting the situation, how really it kind of comes back to you even if it's a matter of I've decided to not make this a, a priority or maybe I am the problem with this. Yeah. So I'm I've definitely going to add that to my list. <laughs> that is a good one. I've got that one and I've got um, You Are a Badass at Making Money. Well, I haven't read that one yet. That will be next. 
yeah, I'm just getting started between the two of those. So, oh, cool. So are you a podcast listener? Not as much on the podcast. Um, so with my drive time, yeah, I've got the books going, the books. so I kind of have to pick and choose, you know. I gotcha. Or, I gotcha. Yeah. So being a successful business owner, what does your typical day look like? It is organized chaos at its finest. <laughs> So uh, prioritization, again, is key. Um, I am a total list maker, and I've got a uh, little paper by me all the time. It's about you know, things I need to do for the day. And I've, Google Calendar is my best friend ever. So, of course, my day-to-day, I'm treating patients and doing notes and all the fun things that go along with that. But mm-hmm. then there's all the random things that they throw at you. Um, so depending on what is on the list, you know, what is important from day-to-day, of course, my patients while they're here are what's most important. And then my notes because those are what get me paid. Exactly. But from there, you know, there's different insurance things that I have to handle specifically that my office manager and slash billing person, you know, she can't handle their things I have to handle. Paying the bills for the office, which is uh, what I've got in front of me as well after we get off the phone. Yeah. I'm going to have the lights on, all those sort of things. Yeah. I'll practice these paid, all that fun stuff. So. Uh, prioritizing your day is the single most important thing I can say, and just figuring out what can wait till tomorrow, because not everything is going to get done today, but it has to get done at some point. Exactly. So organize chaos. Firefighting. I love it. Day. I love it. You need one of those shirts that says "Chaos Coordinator." True. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I don't know if that's always ringing true with with uh, mom and working and all that fun stuff. So. Well, thank you so, so much for taking the time to just talk to us and give us some great insight into what you do and um, the, the advice on getting a coach. I love it. So thank you so much. I'm excited to, uh, to hear how the Fall Festival goes. So we'll talk soon. Yes, sounds good. You've been listening to the Cairo Business Builders Podcast. If you enjoyed the show, be sure to click the subscribe button and leave us a review. Tune in next time for more behind-the-scenes business and marketing stories from the world's top chiropractors. This podcast is sponsored by Content DFY. Chiropractic marketing for doctors by doctors. Find out more at contentdfy.com.